This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. Whether you officially call yourself an artist or no. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, an actor, dancer, choreographer, and writer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people in Vancouver, BC. In today's podcast, I'm going to update you on my current project, talk about the end of a process, share some strategies for not giving up, and introduce you to the idea of taking a math break. And now, notes from the studio a segment where I share with you where I am in my current process. Today, I want to talk about the end of a project. I've just finished doing the choreography for a play for Shakespeare's Antony and Cleopatra. On students at Studio 58, which is a fantastic theater training program here in Vancouver. And it was wonderful. And it was hard, and it was super rewarding. And I was working on it for about four or five weeks. So we opened about a week ago. And as with many endings, there was a great sense of relief. There was a great sense of accomplishment. Wow, we got it up. If you've worked on a show before and a show with lots of, you know, literal giant moving parts and complicated things, you know that there's a point just before you open where you don't think you're going to be able to pull this off. Is this actually going to work? Are they going to learn the choreography? Am I going to be able to change it enough so it actually tells the story properly? Are the walls going to pivot the way they're supposed to pivot? Is the crown going to stay on? Ah. But then it miraculously comes together. It's this convergence of wills and energy and grit. And then there's the moment when it's done, when opening night has happened and the party has happened and the speeches have been given and they're wonderful and there's some tears for sure for me. And then you leave before the party's over because, good God, it's already late enough at night. Um, And I'm not 21. What? You're not? I know. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And there's this strange feeling, this kind of emptiness. It's emptiness, but with a sense of relief, with a sense of accomplishment. It's, It's complicated. There's also the feeling of never having finished something. And if you've ever made anything, any sort of art or any sort of project, I would guess, there, you never quite feel like it's ready. The only reason I ever get anything out there is because I have a deadline because there's an opening night. There's going to be people there, so I better get my shit together. 
Otherwise, I would tinker and I would tinker and I would change and I would revise and I would edit and I would rehearse until the ends of time. So what I'm thinking about right now is taking that energy, that sense of, oh, but, oh, yeah, that it worked. But if we only had another two weeks of rehearsal, taking that energy, and then how do I take that energy into the next project? There's this sudden disconnection, this untethered feeling at the end of a project that can also be difficult. We get so involved with the lives and the art making and the risks and the vulnerability of a project, especially in performance. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. I find this acutely when I'm working outside, when I'm the choreographer or the director. And then when it's, when it's up, it's still going, it's still alive. <laughs> But I have to let go. I have to, you know, cut the apron strings, so to speak, and take all the energy that has kind of formed from the project. I have to take it, and now I have to actually channel it into my next project, which I think is a good way of thinking about it. And it's kind of new for me to think about it this way. Instead of sitting in that kind of melancholy, oh, bye, guys. You know, there's so much kind of, you know, longing uh, in a way for the relationships. And the relationships are, you know, they're fierce. We're doing risky things together. We're doing hard things. And there's such a sense of camaraderie and such a sense of connectedness that when you walk away, when you leave them, it can be difficult. So I'm trying to take that. And then how do I channel that? energy into the next thing. It's an exhale, and then I have to wait for the next inhale. And I think waiting for the next inhale, living in that empty space is super important and it's very potent, but it's uncomfortable. At least it's uncomfortable for me. So, Acknowledging the discomfort, acknowledging the kind of wandering feeling, and maybe allowing myself to do that right now is going to help me launch myself into the next project because it's right here. It's coming around the corner. I have a bunch of stuff to do, but I'm going to let myself wander a little bit. I'm going to let myself have coffee with my friends for a little bit longer than I should because I really should be writing that grant. But you know what? Wait, just tell me more. And so the end of a sentence, maybe the end of a paragraph, but you know that we'll scoop up and move into the next, into the next chapter. Another thing I'm thinking about in terms of this end of a project is now that you feel the void, now that you feel the emptiness of a show ending or something going to print, is what has been on simmer. What ideas or seeds or interests have been simmering on the back burner? 
I will often completely forget because I'll get so involved in a process. So in the void, in the wandering, I can sometimes remember, oh, (laughs) I did leave that pot on. Luckily, it's just on simmer. And I did put enough water in it. Hey, let's get completely caught up in this metaphor. What issues, what ideas, what questions came up during the process that I just finished? That's also a great thing to do, to give yourself a little launch into the next thing. Because there's always going to be something. If you go back and think about, okay, what, what was really hard about that process? Maybe that's the seed for the next project or the next idea. Do you have any interesting or effective ways for dealing with the end of a process? Do you go to the spa? Do you just binge on Netflix? What do you do? What works for you? Does wandering work for you? I'd love to know. So you can leave me a message. You can contact us at TerraShanTCP on Instagram or TerraShanPerformance on Facebook. Strategies for not giving up or quitting and becoming a dog trainer or a bus driver or a sous chef. Although if you really want to do those things, those are great things to do. I actually know people who have transitioned into being chefs and bus drivers and dog trainers, and they're super happy. That's for another episode when we talk about when is it time? When does it feel right to completely change careers. The other day, I ran into a good friend who's an actor and a playwright, a creator. And he's so good. He's one of those people that's like, oh my God. He's like, did you see? I know because he, yeah, he was in it. And so he made it amazing. Yes. Did you read his play? I know. It was amazing. Oh my God. I could keep having this conversation with myself, but I'll get into it. And he was a little blue. He had just finished a process. And he was thinking about, how long do I keep going? How long do I keep up this slog? How long do I keep banging my head against the blockades and the challenges? So I've been thinking about this, and I have those questions too. It's not easy. There's the grants you don't get. There's the presenters that don't want your show. But there's that feeling like, well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to become a dog trainer, and I'm really allergic to dogs, so I feel like that would be a a mistake. And then something occurred to me. Something occurred to me because I was just like listening and looking and having meetings with lots of different artists. And the thing that struck me is, holy shit, we're all still doing this. The artists I've, I've been meeting with in the last week or two are, you know, kind of mid-career, some middle-aged or almost middle-aged, you know, sneaking up on it, if not completely there as I am. And it struck me that no matter whether you like another artist's work, they're doing it. And that in itself is miraculous and amazing because it's really hard 
and it's really vulnerable, and it takes so much courage and so much craft that I think a way for us to feel like we want to keep going within ourselves, within our own practice, is to actually appreciate the artists around us that are doing the same. And just thinking about that and talking about it with the artists around me has given me this great feeling of hope, (laughs) this great feeling of like, wow, we are, here we are. Like I look beside me in the marathon of dance and theater in Canada and I see my colleagues and sometimes they're smiling and sometimes they're crying, but here we are and we're together and we're still doing it. So I just want to offer that as a strategy. We're doing it. And thank goodness we're doing it because it's needed. And if you feel a little deflated, maybe it's good to remember that, that it is really good that you're making art. However big or small, it's really, really important that you're participating. So I just want to tell you wherever you are, in your process or your career, however you align yourself in the world of art, thank you for being here. When is it a good idea to take a math break? And what the hell is a math break anyway? I'm glad you asked. Sometimes when I'm working in the studio, and I get stuck or bored or overly critical of myself all the time. I take a math break. And I used to think until recently, I was alone in this. This is a weird peculiarity of mine. I'd pause a little bit, sit down with my notebook, do a little long division like you do. And then after a little while, I would feel like I could go back to it. I could go back to whatever I was messing around with or creating or rehearsing. And then not long ago, I had a conversation with my good friend Miriam, and she said, what? I have budget breaks. (gasps) You do? I couldn't believe it. Budget breaks. She will stop in the middle of a rehearsal process, in the middle of a creation project, to work on a budget. Brilliant. Brilliant. What a good use of the math break instinct. So we talked about this for quite a while. And we actually did a little math together. It was very enjoyable. And we came to realize that why we take math breaks is because in the art-making right brain, there is sometimes a sense of chaos and uncomfortable unclear, lack of clarity. See, I can't even find the word because it's it's so right brainy. By taking a math break or a budget break, you switch your brain over into the left, your analytical, your mathematical side, and gain some control. Because long division, you can actually get like an answer. There's actually an answer in a budget you got to like line up those numbers. If they don't work, they don't work. You got to do it again. It's concrete. It's clear. 
I was thinking about this and I thought, well, it's just giving your right brain a rest. But I think it's more than that. What I think it is, is that your left brain gets nice and occupied with the numbers and the budgets and the math so that your right brain can go, okay, left brain is busy, busy, good, good, good. Now we can run amok. Anyway, it totally works for me and it might work for you. Do you have any ideas about this? Do you have other ways of going into your left brain? Do you do it in little snippets or do you have like left brain days? Something to think about. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can contact us at Terrashine Performance on Facebook, Terrashine TCP on Instagram. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Please get in touch. I'd like to thank producer and composer Mark Stewart of Mark Stewart Music for making this podcast happen. And I'd like to remind you, don't give up. Just keep making shit up. This podcast is effing good. Good, good, good.